here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 105 FM in Peter Maritzburg. The National Assembly yesterday voted in favor of the establishment of an ad hoc committee to investigate the public protector Busiswe Mkwebane's fitness to hold office. Now, the ANC says it's important for the public protector, advocate Busiswe Mkwebane, to have an opportunity to clear her name before a committee of parliament. The party's deputy chief whip, Doris Tlakude, says the committee would give Mkwebane an opportunity to give her side of the story. The ANC supports the motion to establish that a Section 194 multi-party committee which will deal with this matter and also which will afford the public protector an opportunity to make a representation because it is not fair that the public protector is seen, uh, is walking around with this dark cloud hanging on her head. While the motion to remove the public protector was brought by the DA, this is what the party's chief whip, Natasha Mazzoni, had to say. I therefore stand to rise in favour of the panel being established and I would like to thank the Speaker and I would like to thank the staff and the legal services of Parliament for making sure that we followed the letter of the law, crossed every every T, dotted every I, and that we have done everything absolutely correctly. All right. Now, one organization that made it clear exactly which way it would be voting was the EFF. Prior to to yesterday's sitting, the EFF came out strongly and said they would not be supporting the motion to hold an inquiry into um, the public protector. And true to their word, that is exactly what the 37 MPs of the EFF voted yesterday. The EFF chief whip and national chairperson, Veronica Mente, is on the line. Good morning, Ms. Mente. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for having me and good morning to the listeners. So let's talk about why the EFF opposed this motion yesterday. Okay. Um, There's so many elements that I can uh, attribute our position of yesterday to. But for now, I will state two. One... In South Africa, we have separation of powers. And therefore, any matter that is before the courts of South Africa cannot be deliberated on by parliament. Because any position then we take as parliament confuses what the judgment of that case should be. And when that time comes and parliament has taken another position, it's seen or is in terms of the law, a way to influence the judgment. And therefore, we have to let the courts deal with their matter, finalize it, and give their own verdict. Then Parliament can deal with the matter. Secondly, the issue of Mkwebane uh, came before Parliament um, way before the rules were adopted. The rules that give effect in regulating the constitutional clause in Section 194. And therefore, they do not apply retrospectively. 
Uh, Chief Justice explained this in the case of um, our fighter, Kenny Muzamai, if you would remember, 2019 when we were swearing in. And the DA had done the same thing that the law does not allow Muzamai as a ex-convict to be sworn in as a member of parliament. And he explained it explicitly clear that the constitution that was adopted in 1996 was after Kenny had committed the transgression. And therefore, it cannot apply to him. It only applies to the people that had, con- had been convicted after the law had came into effect. And therefore, you cannot use the same rule to deal with Mkwabana on the issue that had taken place before the rules were passed by Parliament. Let's begin with the first argument that the EFF is making on the issue of separation of power, saying, well, there's a court uh, process underway, so Parliament can't get involved. I think, is that not why there is a separation of powers? Because ultimately, if you look yesterday at what happened at the Constitutional Court, the Constitutional Court dismissed Um, the application by the public protector yesterday. This is on the very same matter of, uh, you know, her attempts to actually interdict the process uh, from continuing. So, and does Parliament not have a responsibility to ensure that it continues with its own processes of oversight and accountability? You You are putting it very well. The matter was being held yesterday by the court. Parliament had no place talking about a matter that was before the judges yesterday. But the we oldest... had no place to deliberate on the issue that is being deliberated on by the other arm of the state. And then secondly, Parliament, if it has to continue with its own oversight and holding its people accountable, in particular the Chapter 9s, it ought to use the law properly. You cannot then apply the rules that were adopted after the complaint was laid. So those rules do not apply to what happened because now it means the rules were drafted with Mkwebane in mind and how to deal especially with her. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how you pass the law. Otherwise, then we should go back and deal with all the people that had done all the wrongs before Parliament passed this particular law. So on the issue of, 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 of the conflation which you say exists between the courts and the, the legal ma- and the oversight role of Parliament, are you saying that effectively if there is a matter that involves Parliament's oversight responsibility, that that matter cannot be attended to if there are court processes relating to that matter? That's correct, especially where the merits of the case are similar. Unless you are bringing up something very different to what the court is dealing with. You cannot deal with a very similar matter that the court is, 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 is dealing with. But, we cannot. Sure, but then m- it m- means Mentor, that sorry. we are telling the uh, court what to do. Is, is this not the reason why the Constitutional Court previously found Parliament to have failed in its oversight responsibility? 
come again and my network is failing me. So, so I'm saying that we've had a number of court rulings that found negatively against Parliament for failing in its duties of oversight when it came to matters that either involved the executive or even um, just other branches of, 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 of government over which Parliament has an oversight responsibility over. I think I, I heard you. My network is not so well. Okay. The, co- the courts have issued many ruling, rulings that had found Parliament to be on the wrong in terms of holding people accountable and executing its own oversight role. And that's simply because many a times they like to engage in unconstitutional things and they will always have to be taken to court in order for them to understand that you cannot engage in an unconstitutional process in order for you to undertake your oversight. The oversight of parliament can be done properly. The PP can be held accountable, but you cannot then do that unconstitutionally and apply the law retrospectively. You cannot do it. Mm -hmm. You cannot draft rules to deal with Kathy after Kathy had done something already. So are you, you saying You are effectively... waiting for the next person or you are waiting for Kathy to repeat the uh, same offense and so, therefore yeah. use the rules. But you cannot then draft the rules to deal with Kathy's transgression that had happened two years ago. So are you saying effectively that the process that Parliament is currently engaged in is unconstitutional? Absolutely. But the Constitutional Court has said that it can go ahead because they've dismissed Mukwebani's application. The Constitutional Court is saying Parliament must go ahead and do its work. Yes, yes. But the Constitutional Court has no business knowing that the rules that Parliament have to use are rules that were passed after the effect. The Constitutional Court did not look into that and had no business looking into it because it was not seized with looking into was the law passed before the matter or the offense was committed. So So the Constitutional Court is saying Parliament go ahead because it understands that Parliament has got all the rules to deal with the matter. And therefore, on the papers of Mkwebane, which I, I have not seen, I am sure that Mkwebane did not get into the the issue of the rules that are being used to me are unconstitutional and everything. Mm. He's dealing with the other processes. But the court the, the constitutional court was not seized with checking exactly if the rules that are going to be used against Mkwebana were constitutional. So just to be clear, the reason why the EFF voted against this motion yesterday is on the basis that it believes the processes which Parliament has in place to deal with this matter are unconstitutional and that it has nothing to do with the merits of why this inquiry has even been brought up in the first place. In the beginning, when I started, I said there would there are so many elements I can attribute our position to. But I wanted to state the two which were applicable to yesterday's sitting. The DA motion is actually frivolous because so many magistrates and so many uh, courts that are junior to the constitutional and even the the, the the Supreme Court of Appeals have 
had their judgments overturned. And why are we not then saying those judgments, those judges and magistrates are incompetent? Why have we not taken them to task? And the findings so of many the independent have been overturned and, in and, 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 and the findings of the independent panel? No, I, I have no business knowing what was the independent panel and who those people that in the independent panel were. But the fact of the matter is that the motion itself is very frivolous. Why is it that now Mkwebana must go and must come and account for judgments that have been overturned when in South Africa we're living in a country where judgments are overturned on a, on a daily basis and those people have never been taken to task? The independent panel that's before Parliament, what about its findings? The, the findings of the independent panel based on whatever, they are under the speaker. That is not the issue of Parliament. It will only become the issue of Parliament when Parliament deliberates on it. We do not know, we do not know their findings, though their findings have not been made. Uh, 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 public to the parliamentary uh, members is the report that is now still sitting with the speaker which is going to be now dealt with by this committee which was passed yesterday then that report is going to be public and everyone else will now know what are the merits of those that independent panel remember the independent panel is not parliament all it's right. people. It's people that were hired by the speaker to look into the matter. Us as parliamentarians, we ought to look into the law in its entirety and see if and look at the fairness and then look at the merits of the actual case. All right, EFF Chief Whip and National Chairperson Veronica Mente there speaking about why her party voted the way that it did in yesterday's sitting. It's after 9.30, um, two minutes late for news. Utsile Sako standing by. Utsile, good, good morning.